Hi, everyone, and welcome to Signature West Podcast. I'm your host, Sam West from Palm Springs, California. Um, if you live, if you love, not if you live, if you love theater and stage plays, um, and, if you're a, and if you're a man of a certain age, grew up or lived in the early 80s um, during a pandemic, yes, we had one back then, it's called HIV, you're going to love, love this episode. My guest today is Terry Ray, and Terry is the man behind the play currently playing uh, in Palm Springs downtown of Oscars called Electricity. Please help me welcome Terry. Hey, Sam. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you. So let's start first. You are from Ohio. I am. Yes. Okay. I was going to not do this with glasses, but you're so fuzzy. I got to confess. Okay. There we go. Hi. There, there I am. <laughs> Um, but we looked younger without the glasses. That was I nice. Know, right? Um, yeah, I was, I'm from Ohio. I'm from near, uh, Columbus in a, a suburb called Grove City. And what was it like growing up there? You know, it's a great place to grow up. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, uh, small town, uh, also my family's half from Kentucky. So I grew up in halfway in Eastern Kentucky. So a bit of a hillbilly there on that side, but, um, it was, it's a lovely place to grow up. I always knew even as a little kid that I wanted to go to Hollywood, even, you know, but um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I grew up in the Midwest. So I have the, those roots. And you started acting at 15? Yeah, that's when I did my first play with adults. Yeah, yes. Um, I had, if you asked me at three, I would have said I was an actor. Um, I don't remember not, saying I was an actor so but I, wow. I didn't I wasn't around opportunities and then I at, at, at 15 I realized oh there's a community theater I can go to and then okay. um so I started that and then you went to start you went to University of uh, Cincinnati yeah I went to three colleges in four years and I graduated that is not enough well I I I had a lot of experiences to cram in right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I graduated from the University of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And you studied? Theater arts. Because so that's a valuable diploma, let me tell you. No one has ever cared that I have a theater arts degree. Well, you did. <laughs> I have it. That, that's all that matters. <laughs> right. So, and then you, Charles Nelson. Charles Nelson Riley. Right. What's your relationship with him? Uh, well, I grew up absolutely loving him. Um, and then um, I heard that he was, uh, he taught acting in, in LA and I, uh, but he didn't advertise. And um, I didn't know how to be in his class. And I had just said out loud to everybody, like, I'm gonna study with Charles Nelson Riley, but I don't know how to do it. And then the next day I met this guy and I was talking to him and I said, what do you do? And he says, oh, I, I recruit people for Charles Nelson Riley's acting class. Wow. And I'm like, what? So, um, uh, I auditioned and I got in and, and uh, he was brilliant. And uh, I learned so much from him. And he uh, then uh, played my uncle in my movie Gaydar, which was his last on screen performance. And I'm, it was a gift. He was a how gift. How long to me. did you, um, learn, how long were you with him for? How long did he teach you for? He, he taught me for a few years, then he stopped teaching. Um, okay. but, um, but then we were still friends until he passed away. Yeah. And then you also wrote uh, 
free shows for the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Yeah, that was my first job uh, writing. I, you know, I was an actor, and then, but I, I, I always liked writing, and I had this, uh, you know, you have to have temp jobs or whatever, and I had this part-time job at um, the Los Angeles Master Chorale, which performs at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, and they were going to do this show about Hollywood music, movie music, and I'm like, why don't we get movie stars to come in here and 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 uh, narrate and 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 talk about the music? And they were like, can you make that happen? I'm like. I think so. So I just called up people. Mickey Rooney, Michael York, uh, Dee Wallace, Brock Peters, uh, uh, Dean Jones. I mean, it was great. Rhonda Fleming, a big old movie star. And and I wrote this show for them. And it was a surprise. The audience, you know, that had already been advertised without any of these stars. So um, when like the audience was, you know, the Dorothy Channel was filled and then Mickey Rooney walks on stage and everybody went crazy. And then, and so then everybody was just like a, a huge shock. And, and the, the maestro, Paul Salmunovich had a huge career. And he told me later that that was his favorite show that he ever did. And then, That's crazy. then they gave me the chance to actually write little plays uh, for children uh, for Christmas at the Dorothy Chandler for thousands of people. And so I was like, okay, I wanna ask the kids who they like. So. Um, I asked a bunch of kids and they said they they liked Amanda Bynes from the Amanda show and I had been on the Amanda show so I I knew her right. so um I I asked her and she said yes and she was only 13 and we rehearsed in her house and and um and we did that and then the next year they asked me to do it again and I asked the kids and they said they liked uh Lizzie McGuire so I asked I didn't know her and I uh, I got a hold of her and her mother said only if you give a bunch of tickets away to poor children and I'm like deal so Love yeah, it. it was great. So one day you woke up and you decided you want to write your own play. Yes. Why did you <laughs> decide that day you want to write your own play? Uh, that's a good story. Um, so I had been writing a lot, actually. I, I, I wrote uh, some sh- several short films. I wrote some TV series um, that I acted in, in as well. And... Um, I was I was in this rut of writing these uh, ghost writing these TV movies, and um, it was kind of soul crushing as an actor to be perfectly honest because the notes were I wasn't getting any credit for these things, and uh, and and the notes were like um, um, it's a comedy but don't make it funny or uh, we don't like characters with flaws like what do you write about so it was just like I just I can't I wrote eleven of them. Uh, and you're I'm being like, told I, what to do. Yeah, I just like, I gotta write something where I can do what I wanna do and not be told a bad note and have to try to make it work. Right. And I'm like, the only thing I can think of right now is where, I mean, television is 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 also like, you know, a, a collaborative and you have to take notes and you do all this stuff. It's like, I just needed to do something where I could tell a story without taking a note. And I'm like, I'm gonna write a play. And I, I'm I'm huge theater. I, I've been in over a hundred plays, so I, I I love theater and uh, I need to do theater every once in a while. So I'm like, I'm going to write a role that I would never get cast in because everybody just sees me as this, you know, broad comic. And I'm going to write a important story and I'm going to write something that, that um, I don't have to take any note that I don't want to. And that's how I started the process of writing electricity. And the story is about? The story is um, I wanted to write, it's, it's two stories to me, actually. I wanted to write a, about what I thought was a universal journey for gay men 
of certain age and really just it's just condensed for younger people right now but the journey of from the closet to equality and that journey for me and I think for many people took decades and I, I, I wanted a story that could span decades to get that story told properly and at the same time I wanted it to be a love story and at the same time I wanted it to be funny and I wanted it to be touching and um, so I just thought I got to try to I'm going to try to do all these things at the same time and um, so it's about Electricity is about two once closeted classmates from small town Ohio who meet up in 1983 for their 10th high school reunion. One is so closeted that he's invented a wife and the other one is just now at this point has moved into New York and is just brazenly out and ready to shock everybody. And they wind up sharing a hotel room and there's an electricity, a connection that brings them together and they come back. Sounds very complicated. Right? And you see them at that hotel room every 10 years for the next uh, three more decades. So you see them over a span of four reunions and uh, you see how the world changes and how they change. And um, yeah, you saw it. So you did that in 2015. I wrote it in 2015, yes. And then we started performing it in 2016. Then what happened? It never stopped. It never stopped. And it's- until COVID, but only for COVID this time we're back, even, you know, COVID's not over, but yes, we, we were, we were on our way to off Broadway. I mean, we had gone nine times to New York for Broadway producers. And like the first time we did it, every producer in the room, I think there were four said yes. And um, so it was just this progress that we were on our way and uh, also doing it at different places. We did it in Minneapolis and uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. And uh we were given, uh, named one of the five best out-of-town productions of the year alongside Hamilton and Cirque du Soleil. And uh, like, I'm like, oh, that's pretty weighty company and that's a huge compliment. And then um, we did it in Columbus and um, it was named one of the 10 best uh, artistic events of the year, including music, dance, everything. So it was, it's been very lucky. So when was your last, when did you shut down for COVID? We were playing in two different venues at the same time in the same city. We were in Palm Springs doing it at Oscars, but we were also doing it immersively inside of a hotel room uh, because the entire play takes place in one hotel room. And we had thought, wouldn't it be fun to try it just to see if we can do it in a literally in a real hotel room, sprinkle in as many people as we can and just act all around them. And we did it for 20 people at a time at Indulge. And it was so fun. It was like uh, acting inside of a live movie because you could be so close to people. And um, so we were doing it in two venues. And then uh, we were supposed to do a show, I think on March 17th, but March 15th, the, everything closed down. So, so the week before that was our last show. And then until September 7th, when we came back. So Honestly. it's so good to be back. It feels right to be back on stage. I love it. So I saw the play last Tuesday. Yeah. And um, I had a friend of mine. Um, yeah, you, you had a person. Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine, yeah. And somewhere in the beginning, the first half, I believe, of the play, um, he turned around in my ear and he said, um, I'm being triggered. My PTSI is being triggered. It's PTSI, by the way, nowadays. I injured, not sort of. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just looked at him because he, he lived in the 80s uh, during the pandemic yeah. of HIV. And um, 
And I said, do you want to leave? He says, no. And he stayed to the end and he left it. Um, did you realize that it might have an impact on certain people? Um, I don't think I imagined the impact that it has on some people, no. I, I, um, I thought that people would relate to it, but some people are really, we've had, um, we've had people that couldn't leave their seats that they were bawling after the play was over. And we've had other people that couldn't stop laughing. So it's just, it just touches people uh, in different ways. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a real gift. I mean, but I've had, pe we've had people like seriously break down crying um, and uh, had to have, be helped out of the room. Which can is you tell? Can you tell the audience that are listening why that is? I mean, I don't want to give too much of the story. No, I don't want to give away the, the story either. So it's just that it's 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 the journey. It's it's our collective journey and all the different things that we have had to deal with. And um, you know, at this point, we're we're all survivors. We're it's a survivor story because we're still here. Um, but it's all things that have um, impacted us. So that we that you know that we're traumatic and. But it's also, you know, it's, it, it, I try to look at it in a way where you have to throw in some humor because that's how you deal with stuff and, right. um, and, um, and, and, you know, survive it. Right. So, yeah, so it's not all, I'm not, I, I don't want to paint a picture of a, of a, of a morose experience that you're just going to be, it's, it's hopefully it's a, it's a cathartic experience. You know, I related to one of the characters. I'm not going to say which one, uh -huh. um, you know, I played in real life you know, one of them, um, you know, it's a complicated relationship. It's, it's, uh, it's funny. It's, 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 it's sad. Um, uh, it's empowering. It's, it's a lot of, it's all of that. Yeah. I think. You play a role in the two characters in the one of Palm Springs. Did you always play in, in, in all the, um, times you, um, I have, I've the only person who's played Gary so far. Yeah. Uh, it, but we've had uh, three people play Brad. Um, but Mel's played him definitely the longest. We, uh, Kevin Scott Allen, a, a fantastic actor, originated the role in Los Angeles. And, uh, um, and then when we moved to Palm Springs, he wasn't able to do it. So Mel England took over and he's been doing it the whole time, except when we went to Columbus. Columbus was done um, by... Evolution Theater, a gay theater company there, and um, they did their own production. They had their own director, and uh, they brought me as a guest artist. So, um, so, but Mel's done it uh, uh, almost everywhere since LA, except for the Columbus run. But I haven't let anybody else play Gary yet. Do you want to? Of course, later. Yes, but as later, long as later, I can, <laughs> as long as I can, you know, put it all together to play Gary, I'm doing it right. So you enjoy. <laughs> playing it, being part of the, you wrote it, you enjoy all that. I love it. Uh, it's the most challenging role I've ever gotten to play. Nice. And uh, I never would have gotten this chance if I hadn't written the role because um, I never have gotten to play a role like this before. I, I, I'm always doing broad comedy and um, I never get to do dramatic things. And so for, this was another big thing. It's like, I, I have this in me. I can play this role. And I, uh, I love playing the role. How and, did you rehearse for it? Uh, well, Steve Rosenbaum directed it and uh, he directed the original uh, production in Los Angeles. And then, then when we moved to LA, it, we were, I mean, moved to Palm Springs and we were doing it in a hotel room and it was totally different because it's like, 
uh, it, it was a lot of things to consider and Steve wasn't available for very many times. He could only go to a few of the rehearsals. So we had Amy Rao, who was our stage manager, come into this gay re men's resort <laughs> and she, we had to sneak her in and um, she figured out how to stage it in the hotel room because it was so different. It's like, um, you know, there's a, like there's a bathroom and people can see in it. So if a character goes into the bathroom, which was an exit for us before, now it's like, oh, well, people can still see you. So if a character takes a shower, he's got to go take a shower. And um, and if you're in the bathroom, you got to be doing something, brushing your teeth or whatever. And um, I never wrote myself to be nude in this play. I have the other handsome persons for that. But in the hotel room, I had to be because there was no way to, I had to change clothes. I had to get out of the bed. I had to like, there's no blackouts. So it's like, okay, suck it up, do it. So I did. And whose idea was it, which I think is genius to do the after show here in Palm Springs, the Q and A with different celebrities? Uh, that was my idea. And we did it in LA first. We did it and we had, um, it was just a lot easier because I knew a lot more people in LA. So <laughs> we had Lonnie Anderson do it. We had uh, uh, Don Wells, uh, Francis Fisher, Tess Harper, Allison Arngrim, Susan Olson. Uh, we, uh, we had a lot of great people. And, and then I thought, well, I want to do it here. And uh, so Yes, I just need to find more people to do it because um, I, I love doing it this way. And I have but to mention also- idea, What was the idea behind that? What was the intention behind having- Well, because people want to talk about it. Right. It's, it's, it's a thing that uh, uh, brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of experiences. And I feel like people uh, need a few minutes to talk about it. So um, that, that uh, facilitates that. And it also is, gives us something fun with having a different guest star. But I also want to mention, because I haven't mentioned him yet, is our producer, Michael Darner, who's been with me since the beginning. And this play wouldn't have been made without Michael Darner, who is an architect, never produced a play before. Wow. Uh, we, met, we met on a cruise to Alaska. I was a guest star where they were showing a film of mine. And he said, what else have you done? I'm like, I just wrote a play, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And then the film played in Palm Springs and he came and he said, so what, what, what happened with that play that you wrote? And I'm like, oh, nothing sitting on my desk. And he said, um, well, can I read it? And I'm like, sure. And uh, Michael Darner read it and he said, um, this is my life story. I'm going to make this play. Oh, wow. So Michael Darner is the, the hero behind the scenes that has been with me from the very beginning. So my other question about the Q&A after uh, you've had different guests, like you mentioned from Lonnie Anderson, mm -hmm. which not somebody that I would consider were, I want to see directly were affected by certain things that we all went through. For example, last week you had Alan, the uh, author of my favorite book. Alan Downs. Rage. Yeah. Does it matter to you guys who does the, the, the Q&A? Do they need to be relatable to the story? In order no. To be effective. Uh, uh, no, Alan Downs is particularly relatable. So maybe that's why you think yeah. from that yeah. point of view. Yeah. But if you'd seen the other ones, like um, Ruta Lee uh, did one uh, earlier this month and Ruta Lee was fantastic. She asked mm. great questions and she said, I have, this is what Ruta Lee is like, you know, I am basically a gay person. I have, I, you know, I've been in show business all my life. I, I have so many gay friends. And she said, I didn't know so much of this. So she said, you, you, you educated me. And um, so it's really great for straight people's point of view as well. I love it because they're relating to the characters in, in, in a way that's interesting for the audience to hear too. And 
I, I, uh, I don't have any hesitation with anybody just going, okay, if, if you know, like uh, Lonnie Anderson uh, was brilliant. She, she, you know, she relates to the, uh, a, 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 a moving love story. She relates to, uh, you can see yourselves in these characters, whether you're straight or gay. Uh, with the same struggles. And um, then she also can, you know, she knows, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see everybody's point of view because everybody- I would have loved to have to experience the Q&A with somebody that I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I would have loved to. Um, I was glad to see Alan and, 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 and that night, but I would have loved. So I'll come back. Come back. What's, what's next for you guys? Where are you going after Palm Springs and what's the plan for the uh, play and for you guys? Well, right now we're just trying to get ourselves back on our feet and regroup because until we are positive that there's no variance or nothing can shut us down, which we're not in that world yet, right. we can't raise the money and go to New York and then have something shut us down. It, right. we, we were lucky that that didn't happen to us because um, that would ruin it. Right. So um, uh, we wouldn't be able to recover from that if we like, you know, got the money and then lost it all. So, um, so we're... Uh, we're building ourselves back up. We're going to go back to New York, but we're waiting for, you know, the, the assurance that we're going to be in a good space to be able to do that. And you're going to be at Oscars till then? Hopefully. Uh, Oscars has been so kind to us and uh, Dan Gore, amazing. Yes. Uh, he's yes. brilliant. He's getting all these celebrities to introduce things and for us to, to get- I don't know how he does it, to be honest with you. I don't know how the man does it. He's great. And so we're there at least through the end of this year. And that is yeah. such a gift. So um, uh, hopefully, you know, things will go well and we'll keep going as long as we can until we move on to a different city or we, we you know, we're also uh, open to going to different cities. We've, we've done that all along. So if, you know, if we can get a month in San Francisco, I'm sure we would do it. So- yeah. So would you do, can you do two productions at the same time? Can you be in Palm Springs and San Francisco at the same time? Well, we would take a break from, uh, from Palm Springs. Like if we were there for, you know, right. we're only on Tuesday nights. So if we're a different night, we could go back and forth. It just depends. So yeah, we have. Good for you. It's a lot of work. Good for you. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Lot of work. Let me tell you, you don't want to drag uh, the set around subways in New York, which it we takes a village. Done. It takes a village. People that don't understand. I mean, it, even though it's a small production, small play, it takes a village. So, hats off to you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a great experience, and it. I uh, hopefully it's just starting. So I hope so too. I mean, I love the play. Um, as it could trigger some people that went through certain events in their lives, it's still. Um, very impactful and very insightful. I loved it. So thank you for doing it. Um, it's our history. It's our history. And, and, yeah. and, and that's something that, uh, that young people are seeing when they come see the play. And uh, so I feel like the play has evolved into a history play. And, but it's also, you know, it, it tells a good story, but it's also like, it's, it's going to preserve that, that timeline. And I'm, I'm happy about that. So you've had audience, when I saw it, I have to say the audience were all of the same age. I feel like I'm around my same. Well, that's who comes to theater. I mean, it's, it's, you know, right. Gay uh, young people aren't coming to theater right now. Uh, on their phone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why, but we, we know we have women come. I love it when women come, um, they, they uh, bring a unique perspective to it. Cause they really, uh, they really identify with the love story part of it. And, right. Um, right. Yeah. Terry, thank you for this. Thank you for the play. Thanks for the work you guys do. Um, 
everybody that's out there that has not seen that if you live in Palm Springs, please go check it out. It's at Oscars on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. 7. You can eat dinner starting at 5.30. You can also find out more about the play at electricitytheplay.com. Thank you for doing this. Uh, everybody else, uh, please go see it. Uh, I say this every week. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed Guests Like Terry, please subscribe. Link is above. It's as easy as that. It helps me. It helps people like Terry come to the show and inform you all this good stuff that we're doing here in Palm Springs and other places. On that note, thank you, Terry. Thank you, everyone. And see you next week. Be well, be safe, and be kind. Take care, everyone. <laughs>